This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday, it's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with your host, Armitage. First out of the starting gate this week were Flanders 72 and I feel better when I listen to the Ramones from the Brazilian Threesome's fourth album. This is a punk rock club. Never was a truer word sung. Somebody, somebody put something in my drink.
The Ramones and Somebody Put Something In My Drink from the Animal Boy album written by Richie Ramone who is currently in hospital. Get well soon, Richie, and I look forward to seeing you at this year's Camden Rocks Festival. Someone else who is hospital-bound is Mick Jagger who is to have a heart valve replaced. Again, a speedy recovery, Sir Mick. those who wished the damned had made good on the rumour that circulated in 1980 that they were going to record the whole of the Stones their satanic majesty's request in the current climate never was a song so apt this is the damned and democracy Times are hard and yet the future will 
Here once again, taking you to the midnight hour with an hour's worth of tunes that you should hear on the radio. But don't talk to the Ramones. I and Mrs. A took in the 2019 remake of Pet Cemetery earlier this evening. Very good, it was too. Disappointingly, there was no Ramones in the soundtrack this time around. Actually, there could have been, as I might have nodded off a couple of times. Not Due to the film being crap, but I am completely cream-crackered. As I was up at silly o'clock this morning, taping my daughter and her BFF to Gatport Airwick for their four-day adventure in Amsterdam. Hence, more talking, less music, obviously. That will change once the glass of Jameson's hand I have in front of me kicks in. I should have, by rights, have uh, gone to the Islington Academy tonight to see Crash Diet and Rocky Shades' Rothschild. However... With a week to go to the gig, the band announced due to a new engagement, the London show had been postponed until 2020. I know tickets weren't exactly flying out the door, but still, it does seem a bit harsh to mug off your fans for something better. Obviously, people who had booked tickets, hotels and even flights were understandably pissed off at this news. After a barrage of non-complimentary replies to the Facebook post, the band came clean and admitted that the promoter had asked them to pull the gig because of the aforementioned poor ticket sales. To be fair, the Islington O2 is a big ask to fill for a band that hasn't played the UK for nearly six years. And these days, punters rarely, and this includes me, buy advance tickets because the fees added on make it cheaper to buy on the door. Whereas back in the day, it was the other way around. The quicker bands and promoters realise this, the better. Now, if it was down to me, uh, the Blackheart would have been the venue to reintroduce the band to the UK and uh, new singer Gabrielle Keys from their upcoming new album that I don't know the name of. Hang on, it could be We Are Legion, or was that a single? Could be both. Anyway, from the soon-to-be-released new Crash Diet album, this is Reptile.
that I haven't played any Nicky Anderson-related material for at least a week, maybe two. So i better rectify that with Super Shit 666 and You Smell Canadian. Again, take me up to heaven on a holy 
last week I popped up to the Vivla Rock Awards at the Islington Academy. I missed seeing Glenn Matlock performing with the Vivla Rockers house band as I was waiting for the squirrel who was en route from the crowbar and I had a ticket. Fortunately, straight after the opening spiel, the rich kids took to the stage for a three-song set. Joining Glenn, Monsieur and Rusty Egan was Neil X taking the place of Steve New who passed away in 2010. It's funny. As much as the Sex Pistols were so influential, like the professionals, I preferred the rich kids over one of the bands that spawned them. Quattro was in attendance, picking up a well-deserved gong from Kim McAuliffe and Jackie Chambers of Girls' School. Coincidentally, the artist formerly known as Leather Tuscadero has just released a brand spanking new album in the shape and form of No Control. Her first since 2011's In the Spotlight, not including the Quattro, Scott and Power album from a couple of years ago. To be honest, I only know three Susie Quattro songs, uh, Can of Can, Devilgate Drive and 48 Crash. And the 48 Crash is a silk sash bash. They don't write them like that anymore. One of my earliest idiot box moments is uh, watching her on Top of the Pops asking my folks if the whole band were girls. Well, I knew Sweet were, apart from the singer who worked as a builder on the emerging Lord and Estate where I lived. Come on, I was only about six or seven. Anyway. No Control is a strong album. It's not going to catapult her into the higher enchants of the charts. While you're saying that, strangely enough, she has ever only had two albums that have reached the top 40, her self-titled, that got to, uh, I think, number 32 in 73, with a greatest hits reaching number four seven years later. Her last chart-bothering single was Heart of Stone, that only made it to number 60 in November 1982. As we know, there ain't no justice in rock and roll. But I think these days, whether you've been playing for years or only just starting out, it's how many people 
will come and see you play live. To that end, as you listen to this, Susie Quattro is currently playing various UK arenas as part of the Legend Live Tour. From No Control, this is No Soul, No Control. The classic rock describes as sounding like the Foo Fighters on a good day. Well, I'm not going to argue with that. If you think I'm wrong, if you think I'm right, gotta play it strong, gotta put up a fight. Keep it close at hand till you understand. You can't take the biggest part, it's not in my plan. Listening to Rock Radio UK, home of the best in rock. Turn it up. Barry Masters, he of Eddie and the Hot Rods, who picked up the VLR Pioneer Award, seemed genuinely moved by the whole affair. I almost morphing into Norman Wisdom's Pipkin, and uh, I wouldn't have been surprised if I heard a Mr. Grimsdale. In his speech, Eddie and the Hot Rods are in the throes of the Done Everything We Want to Do, a celebration of Eddie and the Hot Rods tour. That, as the name implies, is the band's farewell tour. Sadly, I won't be attending the London gigs, but past experience tells me that those who do manage to see them won't be disappointed.
Eddie and the Hot Rods and Teenage Depression. The Stranglers were the headlining act at the VLR Awards, a band that I have never seen live. Seriously, I've just never got around to it. I did, back in the early 80s, have a ticket to see them at Hammersmith Odeon, but because some idiots the night before ripped the seats and trashed the place, the next night's show, which I was going to go to, was cancelled. Now, I've just missed... I know the Stranglers' most recent tour. Something that after seeing them at the award, their award set, I am now kicking myself over. JJ Burnell's bass sound, man, it made the hairs on my arms and the back of my neck stand up. From No More Heroes album, this is I Feel Like a Wog.
just in case there are any misunderstandings over the lyrics, I shall quote Jet. I Feel Like a Wog is an anti-racist song. It is written in the first person from the perspective of a repressed racial minority figure who, from his point of view, is put upon and put down by the white majority. It was always intended as a lament to the privations of the racial minorities, a sympathy with their intermediable adversity. So there you go. On the book front, I am currently worming my way through Small Victories, The True Story of Faith No More by Adrian Hart. A good read it is too. Even quoting and name-checking from the pages of the Fear and Loathing fanzine, a DIY publication you should subscribe to. The most mind-fuck thing that I have read so far is that drummer Mike Borden and Metallica bassist Cliff Burn used to be in a band with Eddie Chacoon. Who be Eddie Chacoon, I hear you cry. He is the Eddie as in Charles and Eddie, of Would I Lie to You fame. According to Wikipedia, they're only 12 at a time. But still, my favourite Faith No More track is from out of nowhere. Superb bass lines, guitars, drums and keyboards, all topped off with Mike Patton's pleading vocals. However, sticking with playing songs that you don't hear on the radio, as I hear daily the aforementioned song, not on mind, I am going to play you probably the song that first introduced yourself. Did you see what I did there? Oh, come on, it's, I'm tired. From the remastered We Care A Lot album, this is the title track.
better get on to new material before I either run out of time or fall asleep. Probably both. Either way, I'll be happy. Los Pepes have just released their positive negative album through the very excellent Wanda Records. All 11 tracks will kick your power popping behind. This time last year, uh, I watched the Radio Birdman documentary Descend Into the Maelstrom at the Regent Street Theatre. Also there was Los Pepes. Now, I'm not sure if some of the Birdman music rubbed off on them, but the new album certainly has that feel about it. Especially Ain't Life Easy. an album launch gig for Positive Negative on the 26th up at the Nambuka with Moto Vamp and Piss Ones as support and then Los Pepes will be in Spain plying their words. Last Friday uh, I got an email from the Dirters thanking me for playing You Left Me Where You Found Me on episode 673 and attached to said email was another new song called Little Rascal Was I Overjoyed? Does the Pope shit in the woods? Apart from family, obviously, there are two things that I am grateful for and could not live without. The printed word and music. No one, not even God. 
The Briefs will be releasing their new album, Platinum Rats, through Damaged Good Records on the 19th of April. Just as an aside, if we're talking about Damaged Goods, at 2pm this afternoon, you were able to pre-order the new Johnny Moped album, Lurigate Your Mind. Bundles included a slip mat, scarf in palace colours, of course, badges, and, of course, uh, the album itself. Anyway... Platinum Rats is the brief's fifth album and the first since 2005's Steal Your Heart. And that's not to say they've not been busy. Singer, guitarist Steve E. Nix and bassist Steve Kicks have released three albums in the last decade by their other band, The Cute Leopards. Where The Cute Leopards records feature some added power pop drive, the briefs are closer in spirit to pure 77 punk. Loud, raucous and fierce, yet cohesive, hooky and hilarious. But don't take the word of their press release for it. This is She's the Rat. Today has been a great day. Pizza lunchtime from the all-you-can-eat Pizza Hut buffet. Can you believe it? We were asked to leave. We'd only been there like three hours. Film, alcohol and music. My work here is done. Until next week, take it easy.
Stick it. Deep inside. And I'll stick it. 